Hi guys, Tom here, RF Financial. I'm bringing you a new segment um, in addition to our other segments, which is Talk Time and Deep Dive. And this segment's going to be called Real Talk with Tom. Um, in these particular segments, I'm going to be going through different case studies um, and I'll release one per week, just case studies I'm seeing in the marketplace with clients that are coming to us and solutions that we're able to create um, for those clients. Um, and so without further ado, um, first particular topic for this week um, is discretionary income um, and particular um, discretionary income as it relates to bonus and vesting shares. Okay, so um, typically when you have a client um, that is receiving discretionary income, um, there's a cash component and sometimes there's also a vesting share component. Um, and most banks will accept the cash component. There's different ways that they'll interpret that income. Some banks want to see uh, two years of history, some banks want to see one year of history, and some banks, if they want to see two years, will take the lower of the two years or the average. Um, there's a whole bunch of different ways that cash component of that discretionary income is interpreted. However, when it comes to the, the, the vested shares, there's not many banks that will accept those. Okay, um, There might be a handful of banks that are willing to accept that type of income. It can be more volatile, um, and that's why banks aren't as um, sort of forthcoming to accept it as they might otherwise be. Um, generally speaking, when we have clients that are receiving vested shares, um, which obviously they're usually vesting over a three or a five year period, um, and they'll typically come to us and usually obviously therefore they've received them for a while. And that gets banks comfortable that they are obviously recurring and um, there's performance there to um, reiterate the bank being comfortable to use that as income in the application. Typically they'll use um, the value of those shares at the time they were vested. Um, and so that's actually a particular case study that I had for this week was I had a client who came to me from a well-known tech company um, had been receiving the vested shares for many, many years. I think it was like nine or 10 years. Um, and we were able to get a bank comfortable to use the lower of the last two years at the, as at the face value is what they were issued at. Um, and that was that enabled us to get the borrowing capacity um, that that client needed um, to actually get the, the to the purchase price that they wanted to get to. So it's a really good way we can create an outcome. As I said, there's not many banks that do it. There's only a handful. So it does require a bit of negotiation um, and banks' appetites change um, with this income, as you might know, obviously the, the shares can go up and go down. And sometimes when the shares are down, banks aren't as forthcoming to accept the type of income. So um, it does depend on a particular time, depends on a particular client background, other assets um, on the client's balance sheet um, can also help. But um, this is just a way um, where we're able to create a bit of a, a different outcome, a great solution um, so they can get to the purchase price they want to get to. So um, that's the particular, the first particular case study that I've got um, uh, in this, in this series, in this line of series. So um, tune in for the next one um, and um, I think the next one's going to be um, sort of on, along the similar lines of how we create outcomes for clients that um, can be sort of in the different corners of credit policy. So stay tuned for that and I'll catch you next time. Thanks guys.